hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are right in the middle of free agency. We're right in the middle of summer league. Uh, we're actually in the Vegas summer league playoffs right now. Which we're here with Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> we, uh, I don't think the Bulls are going to, are the Bulls knocked out of summer league already? I should probably no. know this, but I don't. They're still no, they came back and from a 15-point first quarter deficit and ended up beating the Mavericks by 15 points. Well, good for the Bulls. Yeah, we're still in it. Gonna gonna get add another summer league championship to the banners in the UC, baby. Um, so we wanted to do a pod today because there's there haven't been you know not as flashy signings over since the first couple of days of free agency, but definitely some big ones. One affecting we're, we your weren't gonna do squads. a pod, three pods a week during the off season. No, it was unsustainable, unfortunately. Unless Kawhi, and Kawhi's yet to be traded, which would have been the other merit to jump on a pod sooner, but right. we were enjoying, we took a vacation, you know, it's it's the off-season, LeBron James workout, Instagram videos are back, which I truly didn't know I missed as much as I, I did, it's just something really gets uh, gets the blood flowing, I guess. Really makes you feel good, yeah. When you're at work sitting in a cubicle and you see LeBron with his shirt off, uh, rapping and and just doing workouts all whole day, and then enjoying the fruits of his labor. Uh, yeah, he he had that week off and he's back at it now. Yeah, his kids were jumping into jumping doing uh, Fortnite dances and jumping and doing backflips into their pool. It looked. Like yeah, LeBron's having himself. A lot of uh, drama about the murals getting painted around LA. I don't really get it. I'm I don't really think it's that. Well, I think it's disrespectful if you're someone did that and then people are like overdoing it, like writing over it. Yeah, it is disrespectful. I just feel like every morning I wake up and there's another. Well, it's the same sense of that happening. Well, that guy like painted over it today. I don't know what he's replaced, but he just took it down or painted like over it. I saw this morning. But yeah, I don't understand why people just can't leave that shit, <laughs> shit alone. There is like a really good Photoshop of like Kobe <laughs> writing on it, being one of the people that like fuck with it. But that was just the internet being the internet, you know. Oh wait, you don't, Ultra. Not really. I'm not as I. I forgot to send speak, you that one. My bad. I don't speak fluent internet like you, but uh, I I. I try to stay up on on NBA Twitter as much as I can, and, and whatever hits the Bleacher Report app, right? I definitely keep up with that. Bleacher yeah, Report will be sending you an invoice, same invoice that Drake sent to uh, Pusha T. I'd be interested to know what how Bleacher Reports like live streaming thing is going. That was a really bizarre decision to me, but well, a, I don't think a, there's much for them to live stream right now. I think that's kind of a uh, still in a, a wait and see phase. I it must be because I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they'd really. Hey, other than the World Cup, which hey, that's I'm on sorry. Fox. Oh well, I know, but the, I'm assuming that they are trying to get access to channels like Fox and stuff like that. They haven't got it right now. You've tried to stream Bleacher Report. No, but I've everything I've seen is all the Fox Sports. Either the Fox Sports Go app or other, yeah, watch it on your yeah, that cable. Yeah, that doesn't mean they don't have that channel, though. 
It just means they're. I think not Fox Sports has the digital rights to it, though. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. Never mind. Let's move the, on. I don't understand. The Bleacher Report live thing is streaming live games, right? I think that they have access to channels. Like I think it's like a, almost like a Sling TV, but it only has it's a sports cable options. subscription. Yeah, that's that's how I understood the whole thing. That is so I'm not saying how they, I understood. They might it. have they might have access to. It. Anyway, what I was gonna say is that I'm sorry your squad Belgium got knocked out. Oh, yeah, that sucked. It was. Do you have uh, a chance to watch any of it? I did watch it. Um, and see my very ignorant tweets about it. Um, yeah, I talked a lot of spice, and I held that spice through to the end, the bitter, bitter end. And uh, France is good. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. I thought Belgium played better for most of it, and they just. Couldn't get uh, one of those those go- those balls into the nets, you know. Couldn't get one of the balls past the keeper, Turns and they fucked tough. up a couple. I mean, they like basically got like ninety percent of the way there. It just wasn't. They didn't have a hitch on the sideline. Didn't have Will Smith to teach them, you know, to have the 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 ball go the other ten percent. They're just just kind of left out there hanging, hanging. Look like Kevin James on the doorstep, you know. So are you rooting for England or are you rooting for, or sorry, not Croatia. Croatia. I'm rooting for Croatia. Croatia or France? Croatia. I would like to see Croatia win also. I only want Croatia to win because of our basketball uncle, Zach Lowe. Yeah, I uh, I am rooting for them for the very same reason. <laughs> yeah, that's like, it. That was, I was like, after Belgium well, lost that I, next I, day, I, I was like, fuck England. Let's go Croatia. And when we watched the Russia game over when I was up there, I was pulling a card for Croatia then too. So, well, in the last extra time was crazy in that game. I'm glad that we were able to catch the end of that because I yeah. I thought it was done, it was a good so game. Croatia scored, but okay. Well, that is uh, <laughs> your World Cup update. That is the World your LeBron Cup Instagram update. Your one Malcolm in the Middle joke. I should say we're year. recording on a Thursday night here, so we're. I think the game is on Sunday. Um, it is Sunday. Catch some of that. 10 a.m. Baby. But central hey man, time. We've uh, we we beat around the bush long enough. Let's talk about Zach Levine. Beat around the bulls bush. We were hanging out. We were at the Twins game when uh, Sacktown offered a, a four-year, seventy-eight million dollar deal towards Zach Levine. Really, did, dick move, Kings. Did not take long for the Bulls to match. I think so we were at one brewery, s- one brewery before I knew if the Bulls would match or not. <laughs> it was very fast. It was so fast, I, but it was a stressful 30 minutes. You gave uh, you gave me some takes then, but I would like to, now that things have kind of simmered a little bit, I'd like to, to know how you kind of feel about this deal. Well, after a uh, car ride back to Chicago from Minneapolis – at like an eight-hour car ride, it yeah, it was like an eight-hour car ride. Fuck yeah, it was bad. Um, uh, and four, four now four days of working, uh, eight hours, and those commutes, and uh, yeah, the entire you know remaining time we spent together after the news broke. Um, I've flip-flopped on my take on this about seven, eight million times. Um, but it was over the course of six days, not four years. Um, and I still don't know how to feel about it. 
Because I have two parts to it. Is that A, the resounding, the, the one piece is that the money they spent on them, because I will say we had a conversation at one point and you said what would be the most, you or what would you like to pay? And I just said I'd like them to get him at a very good value, but I would be fine if they had to pay him like $20 million. I said four for eight. I think whatever, I quoted the Gary Harris contract to you, I remember saying, they got him for Gary Harris deal, I think I'd be okay with that. Which I think it was like four for eighty two, something. So I mean essentially the same deal as what the Kings offered him. Um now I wasn't expecting that offer to come <laughs> because essentially Gary Harris wasn't coming off an ACL injury, he didn't only play half a season before he got that. He was he's been healthy in his four years he's been on the Nuggets already. And they knew what kind of player they're they're investing in and the core they want to go with and they're they're proceeding with their plan. I wasn't ready to give him that. And I, I, I see it from both sides. Like, I mean, he got that contract, that's great. I at this point I in, in some ways, if the Bulls had said Good luck to you, Zach. We enjoyed you. Um, we wish you nothing but the less, best of luck in Sacramento. I wouldn't be recording this saying that that was a mistake. Um, my concerns are more of the approach of the Bulls as far as if this move was to, quote-unquote, not be the headline. Like, So is, is this a Bulls rule of thumb is the idea of winning the, the press release. It's been a, a Gar and John Paxson thing for primarily the entire reign of their uh, tenure. Outside of the Jimmy Butler trade, maybe it was the first real move they made of not trying to win the press release. And in doing this move, though, I'm concerned that by them signing Zach, if they had not signed Zach Levine, their concern would be that we it would have been a bad press it would have been a bad press look bad press release and they were placating to a i think in my opinion get your outside take on this ultra but i i like to think or have some confidence that's a smaller percentage of fans i would say if you let zach Levine walk to sacramento you lost the jimmy butler trade off that and i don't think enough i don't i think people are smarter I think Bulls fans now, at least, I like to hope, would be smarter than that and not look at, if you don't sign Zach Levine, you've lost the Jimmy Butler trade. Do you think if they let Zach Levine walk to Sacramento, they would have lost, like, you can give, say they've lost the, the Jimmy Butler trade? You definitely can't say that for sure. Because it's a because sunk cost, is how I'm looking at it. Like, you did the trade to move it, you chose a new direction, you acquired as much as you could for your most valuable asset. What you do beyond that should not affect what you did previously. Agreed. I think it'd be way too early to say if you'd won or lost that trade because yes. ultimately, Lori Markkinen had a really good rookie year. Yes. And Chris Dunn, he had a better sophomore campaign in the NBA than he did his rookie year. He yes. like did some things. He he's definitely the most promising point guard prospect they have on their team on their team. That's not, not saying, saying a lot. That's <laughs> not saying a lot, but he's the most promising thing you have. 
and he at least shows the versatility on the defensive side of the ball that even if he isn't the most efficient scorer in the world, he can make life tough for a lot of point guards mm-hmm. and switch onto some shooting guards where you know there are plenty of point guards that as soon as they switch to another uh, another position, they have a tough time where I think Chris Dunn can give a lot of people problems. I think that his like what you'd like to see him turn into is more like a Marcus Smart type of player, and yeah. that can be really valuable. That's um, and that's kind of what I ultimately. Who, I don't know if Zach. I don't know if Chris Dunn is going to be a starter, but I've yeah. I, I think I've yeah. We've talked about that too. Like if he's I'd your sixth like, man. If he's your sixth man, if he's coming off your bench, you're giving him twenty. You know, mid twenty minutes, and he's playing really great defense and hitting a couple threes for you. Like there's value in that. Yes, but. Um, the thing that's weird to me and the problem I would have with letting Zach Levine walk, walk um, from the Bulls perspective, from a Bulls fan perspective is that when you traded for him, you knew this this last season was going to go how it was going to go. Right. Like you knew he was not going to play until the second half of the year. Intentionally. You, knew that you weren't going to get him at 100%. Right, and then you're gonna hope that you're gonna see some flashes the second half of the season. And he didn't play great; like he didn't shoot as well. He did not shoot very well at all the second half of the year. However, when I look at the Bulls' next four years, while they have Zach Levine under contract, next year they they're not trying to win next year. Right. So next year is fine. You know, whatever. Nineteen and a half million down the toilet, not a big deal. The year after that. They aren't going to have a ton of cap room now with Zach Levine. They're looking at no, they will. I'm I'm looking at spot track. They're projected 1.2 million, but they have a lot of guys they could not extend a qualifier or they could not they could offer an they, option. I'm so pretty they sure let, they can open up like 27 million next season if they stretched Omer Ashik or they got him off the books. Yes, they could get a bunch. And he only has eleven million, and if you stretch that over five years, that's not that big of a hit. So I'm guessing they'll probably do that. Uh, and then you have Robin Lopez coming off the books, and you, Justin you're gonna Holiday. Have, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have some room. So they could have. They probably don't have enough unless they make a trade to to pull a max guy in next year. But then if you look a no, little farther they out, they could. They can pull a max guy in next year. I forget all the subsequent moves, but. They, they can do it next year. They would have to move a lot of things around to make that happen. Yeah. They could they have the, my, they my have the point, flexibility. Yep. My point in all this, though, PJ, is that next year they have some flexibility next offseason, maybe up to the, the max. The year after that, they have not – they do not have very many guys under contract. They're at $86 million and that just dwindles from there. So, like, what's the harm in – like, the, the risk well, in, in doing this The other bet years, is that the cap's going to take another – decent jump next year it's gonna take yeah, a bigger so jump than it had this year 108 109 is what people keep saying which is great i mean that's great for the bulls i've seen and maybe one t- like if it's really really good yeah maybe one dead hey and by all accounts that's a possibility what I, but the the risky part he does have an acl tear he's not a he doesn't really help you much on the defensive side of the ball well so t- taking a flyer on a guy that was a twenty point scorer two seasons ago and it makes really difficult shots. I don't know. I don't hate the signing. I think he's a little overpaid. I think the Bulls would have loved to have him for the you know fourteen fifteen million dollar range. 
had to sign him for 19.5, but ultimately that's not the end of the world. Ideally, I wanted it to play out for both sides was that he take a qualifying, which I think we're going to start when we get into the other guys and I'm going to start talking and I'm going to kind of contradict myself. I know I'm going to try to walk this in a fine line because I've made other takes that you that may contradict this and I'm mainly talking about making fun of you for your Andrew Wiggins hate because my idea with like the Zach Levine contract is like that would be a great contract if that's like the third best player on your team but that goes into what do I want out of the third best player on my team and I don't know if like Zach Levine is is that player per se because the Bulls core, I kind of see how they're playing out right now, is that I think Laurie could project to be the second best player in the Bulls. It, and this is in the window of if they are the cha- a championship contender. I think yeah, it's it's just it's super early. This is I get I get the optimism. It's just it's, it's super. Early, early. It's but I'm just saying like his rookie year f- surpassed my expectations. I think most people would say. His improve is his trajectory and what he was able to do year one. Leaps and bounds. If he had played the way he played, all see if that was the last month, people would have been happy, said it was a successful pick and been excited about this year. But he was fair. I mean, he had a couple droughts, common for any rookie, but the overall season far more impressive and, and at least. I think you have to raise the bar in some ways and put pressure on them to him and the Bulls to to ride that and and really you know max out those expectations. You know, I'd rather raise the bar really high right now with him after that first season than temper it down. But for this conversation, for this conversation, let's say Laurie could be your second best player. I don't think anyone – I don't think Wendell Carter is, is – <laughs> I, I love the Wendell Carter pick. Uh, so far, looked very good in summer league. Wendell Carter is not going to be your best player. I don't think Zach Levine is going to be your best player. I think Zach Levine has a chance if everything were to work out, he was able to improve defensively. I think there's a scenario where Zach Levine could be slotted as your third best player. So you have to – but you have to comprise this of – they would need to build a core that would attract a superstar to come in and want to sign with them and think they're the the last piece for the Bulls to be a contender right now. That's at least the model it kind of looks like. Like what Denver has done, we've talked about this a ton. Like I really like what Denver has done as far as locking in a core and a really, I think, an attractive group. Enough. I mean, they were just trying to have something that they thought get a meeting with LeBron. Ultimately, I think LeBron's decision was already made. Um, but, like, what do you even think about that model, Ultra? Like, enough of, like, a, a package around it to say, hey, here, 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 free agent, here, Kyrie, maybe, or someone like that. Like, what do you think of your chances are of us winning with this group? I think you need a. I think you need a wing that can defend. So I, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go get a star, you need you need a wing. Like they have no yeah. wings right now. That's their problem. Is that right. Paul Zipser is the only small. No, well, I mean, yeah, Chandler Hutchinson and 
Yeah, I mean, Justin Holiday <laughs> is probably their best defensive perimeter. Well, I mean, Chris Dunn's their best on ball. Other perimeter, yeah, I mean, they don't. And they're going to let Justin. I think they're going to let Justin Holiday walk after next year. They're probably going to let Paul Zipser walk this off season. Yep. So now you're looking for wings, and if you're going to, so what star wing is going to be available? Kawhi Leonard. No wind of him wanting to come to Chicago, <laughs> nor wanting right. to stay in Chicago. So then, who else is available? I well, honestly haven't looked that far forward yeah, at, at well, the free agency class next year. But the second, the secondary point would be though, and I'm glad you said the Kawhi thing is that if a Kawhi situation occurs where a player is suddenly not happy with their situation, you then have the assets to put a trade forward. In that scenario, I and it's the, in this I literally have gone back and forth with counter arguments because one I would say locking Zach Levine up and and you kind of have to have him be that and develop that and I just don't think the Bulls have enough data they don't have enough of a sample size to, to know that and to be able to make that investment so in that I would have rather you know seen him walk for those reasons now if you you think and I mean based on I mean I. The idea of going off with the Kings value as a valuable player is different, I think, than other teams. But like the fact that the Kings are willing to give them that, no one else was. And I mean, they—I don't know what all the intel was on whether market, but it was a—it was a definitely. It's it's a the market this this offseason has favored teams, not the players. And I would the, agree with that. And if the Kings are willing to, to, to overpay for Zach Levine in this market, then you say best of luck to you. We'll try we're gonna try to utilize this cap space in a more effective way. Cause I would have been fine with them going if they let Zach Levine walk, get in Rodney Hood and someone else, and you pay you you front load and you give them a one year big contract just to have some bodies, give them a try, and maybe you can flip those guys at the trade deadline for some sort of asset like just do a basically a rent uh but you got the cap space try to use that in some other ways yeah so they they could have gone full tank that would be the argument against signing levine you just i mean you let levine walk they're not going to be a great team next year you would have seen a very similar they would have been top like a top five top ten team most likely in oh, the, in the, in lot. the Yeah, I think they. Yeah, I think there's potential they could. I wouldn't be surprised if they win a few less games this year than they did last year. With Levine healthy. Right, because I and we'll see. I have a tough time believing that just because they should be better. Because Wendell Carter is good. He's fucking good. Yeah, they still don't have a bench yet. I mean, they just really. I think they had if if you look at them if you remove that December from their see like if if they had gone five hundred or, or worse in that December I mean look how many spots they jump up this year right I just I don't know if they they have that same streak and I think it was the fact they had Nikola Mirta just going ham to try to get traded in some ways I think that helps he went ham on the Pelicans too but yeah. look. To finish answering your question, though, I like the the basis the Bulls have here. Even with Levine getting paid what he's getting paid, 
you have a shooting guard that you can depend on as a go-to scorer going forward. That's what they're going to look at Levine to do for them. You have a defensive first point guard that you can at least trot out there as a starter, especially in the East where that position isn't as strong. They are really, really thin at the small forward position. Yes. Outside of Laurie and Bobby Portis, who they can play a power forward, and Laurie is going to get some minutes at the five, I would guess, next year. But then you also have Wendell Carter and Robin Lopez, who will both get minutes at the five. Um, it's a weird balance of a team, especially where the NBA is trending, where you want wings that can switch. So I think in the next draft, the next two drafts, you're going to see them draft wings. But hey, they got. They have their in their mind there's their you know shooting guard their power forward and their center going forward and you know Lori also gives them some some positional flexibility and you can play him at a stretch five so it's not all bad for them you don't they're you're gonna telling have money. Me you don't you don't believe in Denzel Valentine hey I said Denzel Val- Valentine for Andrew Wiggins straight up and that still stands I as far as I'm take concerned. it a thousand times out of a thousand Hey, you're cap strapped then. Cool. <laughs> but it, so if you look at so I, I've got 2019. But they're actually really not that cap strapped. I mean, if you throw 30 million dollars on their cap, they're in the luxury next year. Yeah, but they've got they could, they've got some bad deal. They've taken on some bad contracts for. Yeah, then it gets then it then it gets better. But right when. Right when they would start getting room, then they got to look to pay Lori, and then they got to look to pay Wendell. So right. I, anyway, anything else on the Bulls, man? We well, got- I guess it's just, I mean, we could transition to, like, the overall, because, like, thinking about the Bulls, it's, like, really this idea of of paying for what you know or letting it walk and, and trying for the unknown, because... Like, the really, I mean, the law, so between Levine, I would say the Jabari Parker and the Kun Capella situations are all very similar for different reasons. But as far as, like, how do you, in this, especially when it's a team market, the team's got obviously going to look out for themselves and want to be able to get the best players for the lowest cost, and the players want to actually have their maximized value. But they're pursuing values they would have if there was, a market that was set two years ago because of an exploding cap and is a go is a trend that will never I think stop in the NBA is just when teams get cap space they get very uncomfortable and the current kind of NBA fandom is like we have cap space who are we getting with it like and there's this let's pressure go spend it what let's go spend it yeah there's this inherent pressure of like Let's go get the superstar, which is the smart. It is a play, hundred percent. But you go to like twenty ten example, and it's it's messy. But we'll, I'm gonna use the Bulls a little bit for this. Is like Bulls could all this cap space they want to try to add LeBron, and they could potentially have added like Dwayne Wade. Uh those obviously they join Miami. So the Bulls had the honest work to get a superstar. They didn't get anyone. Now, they had Derrick Rose, who they were confident in. I don't think and that summer they were like, oh, yeah, Derrick Rose is going to win the MVP this year. But 
We think he's a superstar. We think he's a top 10 player. We're in contention. So let's spend that money. And I, I can I can in some ways be like, okay, if you still think you have something, you need complimentary players around that you think you can get to a championship, go for it. But there's the other side of that where it's like, we have the cap space. We'd like to acquire someone, a big name. But they're not coming, so what do you do then? And even if you're resign, retaining your own players, like that internal evaluation of like, well, we drafted this guy. He's been our best player so far. Like, I think teams are very uncomfortable with the idea of being like of of letting guys walk that they've drafted, and that's like where you see this idea, this this buildup of of media, mediocre teams in some ways is like having the honest conversation of of if we commit to this guy, do they? Where do we truly see them best case scenario project? Like to go to your boy Andrew Wiggins, like maxing out Andrew Wiggins and, and paying him what they are. Now they're gonna have to have that conversation again with Towns. And I think the Towns is an easier conversation to have as far as ownerships made it pretty clear, like, yeah, we're this is Carl Anthony's team you know, this is that's the future of this and I don't know I, I we're doing a podcast we're not running NBA teams so I don't think I'm we're gonna figure that out but it's just a really interesting I think this season has really shed light on that more than past seasons of and I, I think some of it though is still like fans growing a, a, affinity for their guys they probably overvalue them and when teams resign them it's like the safe it's a safe move. Like no one's gonna argue with that, especially if pretty much since that guy's been drafted, they've been talked up by the front office. It's difficult for them to hear the front office say, "Well, we really liked him, but he got more money than we were comfortable paying him, so we let him walk." Well, I think the big difference here is what the Bulls did with Levine, because there's probably an offer they could have made. To Levine, I, I guarantee there's an offer they could have made to Levine before he hit restricted free agency, where he would have signed, and it may have that been, would have been even, dumb on his part. Then, I think. Well, it depends what it was, right? So, like, maybe Zach Levine's like, if you give me twenty million dollars a year right now, I'm in. Yeah, probably. But with Wiggins, it was like I'm not taking anything less than a max. So the Wolves had the choice of okay, let right. this dude hit restricted free agency. And then we can see what else he gets from other teams, and then we can make a decision from there. You'd have a risk there because you've risked piss, pissing the guy off, and we're now living right. in an age of NBA where if you're a pissed off star, you can get moved if you want to. And the thing is, like Wiggins doesn't have that much weight within the organization yet because he just hasn't proven himself to the to the point where. You know Paul George and Kawhi. But, obviously, he's not at that level. Right, but but the the T Wolves never should have sent him to a max extension. But like a max extension to a guy like that does not make sense. Makes sense where for Cat it obviously does. Yeah, but the one thing with that though too is I think the sense I got from the Wiggins is there was a conversation. The Wiggins uh, before the Wiggins situation in particular, it's like I think they there ha- the sense I got was there was a conversation that was had. 
pre-getting Jimmy Butler, and then there was a conversation, maybe not with Andrew Wiggins, but a a post conversation of does this team does Wiggins still fit with like where we're going with this team and like the position we're in? Because, and I don't think I would say Wiggins is a max player by any means, but I do. Th- he he is one of those like if I were to compare guys as like third best player, you know, possibly that fringe second best player a given year. Like I still see enough in Wiggins to project that that could be the case. Whereas I don't like Zach Levine. I don't. I think Zach Levine is probably like your third best player. If everything to this point that he's shown, it's twenty three. So there's obviously like the ability for him to add something to his game. It's. And like Will Wiggins, same thing. He's twenty three years old. Like there's, there's room to add, or really for him, it's more of like lock in and focus on some of his skills. He's just, he's just much more expensive. <laughs> yes, very more As, expensive. That is the problem. But if Zach Levine had never gotten the ACL injury, I, I, I would, to be honest, I wouldn't have been shocked. If you're talking goes closer to that number for him, like yes, I think you're in that 25, 28 million range with him. Yeah, without right. a doubt. Yeah, so, I mean he he was you know twenty one years old and he was making forty forty percent from three on not easy shots. Right. Uh, and was an incredibly like, explosive. If if Jimmy Butler doesn't come become available, there's a real possibility the Wolves are just locked in Levine Towns. And Wiggins and be like, this is our core. This is what we're going with, right? So it's it's really weird because then you look. Okay, move on. So Devin Booker won. I like the. I think that's they had to do that. We we were having a conversation yeah. before the draft. I said the Suns have in this, at least this front office is in a position where it's like you have to build this team around him at this point. So. Anyone they drafted at that number one pick that I said I'd be I, I don't think you can criticize them because at this point they need literally everything. The only thing you can't take is something that conflicts with Devin Booker. And I think they're gonna try to make Devin Booker really try to make him baby harden. Uh you know, what what you say about any of those are but like I think that they had to do that for him. Like, he was enough, established enough for them, has done enough. Do you look like, is he just a really good scorer on a bad team? Well, just, I mean, just. Like, is he his... Kevin Love equivalent when Kevin Love was Minnesota? Like, guys filling up stats because someone has to. Like, people have to score even on bad teams. I agree. I mean, I see where you're coming from, and that's possible. But you but have I... to take that risk. Yeah, but if you. I agree. Devin Booker has shown the competitiveness that makes me believe that like you invest in that guy yeah. and he you know, he he didn't play a ton the second half of last year, especially yeah. the last twenty games or so. Trying to get that number one pick. Trying to get that number one pick. Yeah. Uh and but he last year he averaged twenty five game. Twenty five twenty five uh three and three. Like that's that's a great season. And when you're but you what, know, 20, what did Wiggins two years old? What did Wiggins didn't Wiggins average like twenty three or something, two years uh, two years ago, two seasons ago, he had twenty, just under twenty four points a game. 
See, that's right. It's I compare I compare the numbers. The problem is, is you have to keep in the context of, of the team that he's on, and Devin Booker can put up, can be that. I think he could be he could get to the point that he could be a number one option on a team that can compete in the playoffs. He's not there yet, but he's the best option they have on that team. Yeah. So you got you max him. You don't let him get. You want him to be the face of the franchise with DeAndre Ayton going forward. The Timberwolves, they wanted. I mean, if I'm running the T Wolves, I want Cat. I want Jimmy. But they, Jimmy wasn't. Well, he was. Jim, I guess. Jimmy yeah, was Jimmy. on the team when they maxed uh, Wiggins, and yeah. Wiggins is like, if we have to let this guy hit free agency and we have to ruffle some feathers, that's fine. But we we have him under control. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they signed him, yeah, I don't think they probably was what they probably should have done. <laughs> they they signed him, and he regressed in every statistical category last season compared to the season before. Not a good look. Not great for Andrew Wiggins. Not good for the Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, that's spent. like a – that was a – well, Jimmy will just – they'll fit. These pieces are just going to automatically fit together. So we've got four quick hitters here. So, Before you out something else with this? Well, so I wanted to end with the Capella thing, though. Is like so the Capella. Oh, so I was going to bring that up. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was going to say so a few more signings. So Nurk signed a four-year, forty-eight million dollar deal, pretty low per year, a long contract for the Blazers. What mm-hmm. did you think of that? I thought it was fun. I mean, I ultimately I think they had to hold on to him, and. Yeah, that's not the. I don't think that's the worst money that couldn't be moved later if they needed to. If you're cap strapped like that, I mean they. Yeah, that's a movable contract. I think it's. I think it works for everybody. I'm surprised Nurkic took it. Didn't. I'm surprised he didn't lock in a shorter term deal and try to, like, when the cap mm. goes up again next year, maybe just sign a one year. Well, that's what you take the that. I'm surprised there's been less guys willing to take the qualifying or like really hold on to that a little bit longer because I just yeah I feel like the last two seasons guys have just been screwed by that and it just doesn't seem like the guys that went into this season really like planned for that for whatever reason <laughs> like right I don't know I don't know what it was but it was like you saw what happened last year but you do the reverse. You could say, look at Nerlens Noel. Boy, I bet he would have feel stupid for turning down at four for seventy-eight. He he got offered at one point from the Mavs. Oh, there's no question about that. Considering he's playing, uh, I think at the mid-level exception for the Thunder this next season. Right. So that's a bit of a it's a bit of a pay decrease. But uh, Tony Parker to the Hornets. Yeah, that's so gonna a be a shocker. Complete shocker, uh, but I love it for the Hornets. I mean, they—he's they better than Michael Carter Williams. They get an established veteran to to back up Kemba, assuming he ends up playing for the Hornets next year. And you know, he's—I think he's going to be helpful for a team that has a you know a lot of guys that have been in the league for six, seven, eight plus years, and then a lot of guys that have really not been in the league very long at all with Kaminsky was, and Monk and Bridges yeah, and was, that group. Was I with you? I mean, I, I watched this. I just don't know if I was with you and I was it was could be when I got home on Sunday. The, did you see the Malik Monk video? 
when he found out. Yeah. It's like, I'm playing with Tony Parker. <laughs> yeah, great. that was pretty it's funny. Amazing. And also, glad that that guy does not have a broken hand and is only going to be out for a week or so. Malik Monk? Gonna be out for, yeah, he's oh, going to yeah. be broken and out for six to, six to eight weeks, so that's great that he, he's not out for that long. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then one other signing that I think is hilarious and great and just going to be, like, un- I don't think this has been talked about enough, Dwight Howard of the Wizards. What just happened uh, today? Well, officially, but yeah. it was – it. I think it was first reported a little bit ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> fun stuff. I think he's going to be – John Wall and him and pick and roll is going to be fun. Eh, I don't know. I I think he he's – I he think was, he is a, a – The ultimate good stats and a bad team guy for the Hornets last year, but – what What's Dwight going to do that Gortat really wasn't able to do, though? He is – He's a better rebounder. He's more physical. He's bigger. But he, some, but I, not that. I mean, maybe a little bit. I, I still, yeah. He just he couldn't lift his arm above his his arm above his head for portions of last year. Uh, I mean, just like his whole thing is just the injury portion. I mean, fuck it. I mean, they're not really. He signed for the minimum. I believe so, or the, I don't, I don't, I didn't see the figure. Or you get the, I don't know if they had an exception they used on him. I just, I mean, I saw they signed him, but I didn't see the numbers for it. But I mean, it's super funny. Yeah, good. I mean, I, I don't think it's a the worst thing ever for the Wizards. I, I definitely see the drama factor with that. Like, that team just never quite held it together enough. Or been like a real Wizards, rock solid. Wizards core. to the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. They Yo, got Austin Rivers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, man. I'm. Oh, Austin and Dwight. I didn't even think about that. They got Dwight. Yo. They got Jeff. Green. Nah. So. Oh, I forgot about Jeff Green too. <laughs> no, 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 man. I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna call it right. They're gonna it's, fight. Who do you think I'm gonna say is gonna fight with any one of those dudes? Who is gonna be at the center of one? Kelly Oubre. No, man. No, Kelly Oubre keeps it wavy, man. I don't think Kelly Oubre gets in fights. He fucking fought Kelly Olenek. <laughs> well, who wouldn't want to fight Kelly Olenek? Keeps it wavy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, no, I could see no. I could see it's going to be... It, Marcus Mar- Morris? No, Marquise. Yeah, Marquise. Marquise Morris Marquee is Morris, not going to fuck with all the... With, with, if Marquise Morris fucks with Dwight and Austin Rivers and has no problem with either of those dudes... I've, it, 2018 is officially the most fucking weird year ever. <laughs> it's like, I just, the, the Austin, I thought about that with Austin Rivers. I was like, oh, that's going to be kind of funny. When, like, But there's no way Marquise Morris and him like have gel at all. And so Dwight, I feel like John Wall is not going to be <laughs> a big fan of. I mean, they don't have any, they other than the the mid level, they don't have oh any money. No, well, I mean it makes sense. But I mean, yeah, they got Dwight for two years. Two years, eleven million. Is what? Oh, that's what they signed him for. Yeah. Is one an option? Like, is the second yeah. year not guaranteed? The deal includes player option. It's a player option. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, right. I don't. <laughs> Dwight Howard, two years. I can't wait. That's going to be great. 
That's something. I mean, yeah. So I think that that team just has got – I just – I mean, maybe I'm still just holding stigmas of that team from Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crinton team pass, but – Now, I don't see any guys bringing guns in the locker room. No, but there's just like – I don't think those – like, yeah, the Dwight thing is funny just from a drama perspective and it is worth it. But like, I just, also think they're better with him than Gortat. And do you think he's better than Mahimi? I think he's way better than Ian Mahimi. <laughs> That's saying like nothing, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I mean, it's fun. I mean, from a from a liking drama and all that shit. Like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm happy Dwight's there. It'll make it interesting, but I can't. I don't know if I can convince myself that it's gonna make them. Well, in the East, yeah, click. Dwight can just keep his shit under wraps for a year. It could be good. Dwight just shouldn't talk to anyone. Hey, guy had guy averaged sixteen and twelve last year. He's hurt half. The, I have to look up Dwight. Played eight. He played eighty-one games last year. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Basketball Reference. He played eighty-one games last year. I just typed in. Oh, man. You know, you know what really shows where Dwight Howard not bad. You, 16, 16 and twelve. Can I can I just say, you know where Dwight Howard is in the realm of of basketball in general? I just typed in just Dwight into uh, Google. What was the first thing you thought? Uh, what was the first thing that popped up? Probably having something to do with the amount, the obscenely large amount of candy he, he used no, to eat. His, his was like the third or fourth down. There was like the, the news section of Google. First three hits were all Dwight Schrute-related things. A fictional TV character is a quicker Google hit these days than Dwight Howard. I don't know. You don't know. I'm saying I, I just typed in Dwight. The oh, first yeah. two <laughs> things are... First thing is Dwight School International Private School in New York. The second is Dwight's Roots Wikipedia. Then there are top stories. Dwight Howard is a wizard. I thought you were telling me you typed in Dwight Howard. No, I typed in. Okay. I just typed in the word Dwight. Dwight Howard's basketball reference is like the eighth, seventh thing. No, eighth thing on this. There's three. There's two YouTube videos of Best of Dwight and Jim Pranks Against Dwight that are ahead of Dwight Howard's basketball reference page. His Wikipedia page does not even show up. There's a Dwight Schrute Wikipedia, or Dunderpedia hey, ahead of... I don't care what the internet thinks. All I know is that dude is a lot better than Marcin Gortat, and the Wizards are going to be better with him. Let's talk about Jabari Parker and Clint Capella. Because those are the two restricted free agents that are left. There's not a lot of money left out there. The only team that can really toss some money their way is... The Hawks? The Hawks and the Kings. Although, as much as I'd like to see Jabari with two other Duke guys... I, I mean, if I'm Jabari, I'm taking the qualifying. It's scary because he's had two knee injuries, but... I just don't know if he's going to, or, I mean, I just don't know what kind of deal he's going to get that's going to really, yeah, make, I I just don't know. I mean, I, he he's, if he took the money, I can't fault him. I mean, but. 
the Clint Capella one I think is interesting because it's like, and I made this, I think when the rumors of him signing with the Suns was even came up, I said this, but I think it was on a pod, but he, I think Clint Capella signing with any team, not the Rockets, is going to turn into a very quickly one of those deals where he is like lost on the end of a bench and people are like, oh, I can't believe we paid Clint Capella this much. He sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's trash. But I think if you gave him that same con, you give him whatever that price is. If he stays on the Rockets, I think people are loving Clint Capella and, and singing his praises. Like I think it's just what that team needs and what he does for them is perfect. They're a perfect match. He is the Stephen Adams to to their to the Rockets uh, style of play. And it compliments Chris Paul and James Harden really well. Hey, maybe you run it back with him. But do you I, over... You've lost some guys, but like run it back with Clint. No, I think they, they want to, but they offered him four for 85. He said, nah. Like, how much more do you go up before you just, you have to, you, you hardline it? Even though it's like, we need this guy. But at the same time, like, there's no team out there that's making us pay him more. Like, you don't want to really, you don't want to do a Chicago Bears and, like, bid against yourself in this case. Like, the market is what the market is at this time. Couldn't Cabello can bet on himself and then next year be on the market. Yeah, maybe he walk, but the Rockets still could offer him the most money. They still have that leverage on it. No, you're right. So it's like, I, I, just, I don't know what, I, I it's a weird situation. All I, all I know, if, if I'm... It's in both their best interests that they stay together, though. If I'm Houston, this guy's young. He's a rim protector. Like, just sign him sign him for a four-year deal to stick with... Like, yeah, 4 for 85 was what they offered him. Yeah, but give him... I know that they want to keep it around there, but, like, the guy probably deserves in the neighborhood of $25 million a year. Why should if they? I'm, if I'm Clint Capella, I want I want four for a hundred. That's all I'm saying. And if if like that, or he he could just wait, sign the qualifying, yeah, and get play that for next the Rockets, year. make him pay him go that snag next year. that yeah, go snag that next year, and that might happen. I just, I mean, it's not this exact, but like Jimmy Butler, for example, got offered a deal by the Bulls, turned it down. It was the fall going his last year. Uh, before his rookie deal was up. Basically, he got the Wiggins, not the Wiggins, but it was like situation, like they tried to resign before the season started. Jimmy said, no, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm worth more. It was like a low-ball offer. I mean, he fucking did it. I mean, yeah, I I would be cool with this being like the, the hashtag bet on yourself summer or season uh, for these some of these qualifying guys. Um, that I, I don't think like the New Orleans Santa brought up is something that should – scare teams like scare guys from doing it because like they should just be confident in themselves and fucking go for it but i also can't fault them for taking the money but you can't you can't have it both ways you're either gonna take the offers you got now be comfortable with that or play your play your ass off next year and then get the dollars you think you should have gotten if it was a there were more options available in the market do you see any world where 
these guys don't end up being on different teams. I think they're both gonna stay. I'd be pretty surprised. That's kind of how I. That's kind of how I. I'd be pretty. So there's Jabbar, just Jabbar is definitely more likely to end up somewhere else. But. Yeah, but it'd be a sign and trade situation there. Yeah. I think Jabari only changes teams if it's a sign and trade. Yep, I agree. Um, Speaking so, of trades, what? Oh, are we gonna talk about Melo now? Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a trade though. I think it's gonna be a buyout. You think? So? I don't know, man. This is the I haven't got to talk about the Bulls on a pod episode in about a month, really. It's a heavy Bulls episode. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> the Bulls did uh, remove their qualifying offer from David Nawaba. And I know that normally it would be a very small thing, but I, mean, I know they liked David Nawaba a ton. So them rescinding it was pretty surprising to me. Um, so now he's an unrestricted free agent. And I'm just very curious if they're not positioned, because the, that's something they've said about using cash space and keeping it as an option to possibly acquire something but i'm intrigued to see if they're potentially positioning themselves to be able to be a part of this mellow help bail out the old uh okc thunder maybe what i would like and i I, i'm gonna press this hard bulls you make them take campaign back. No deal unless campaign goes back to that team. You, you make good on that deal. You get campaign off my basketball team, and I'll be forgiven. I uh, that would be hilarious. or take the Cristiano Felicio would, honestly, deal. Honestly, Russ is Russ is tight with him. It wouldn't surprise me if, if they could get rid of no. They could get rid of Cristiano Felicio's contract and campaign and, and take the mellow thing. I won't say a negative thing about Gar Pax until at least Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. Well, that's usually when they first talk to the media is on Christmas anyway. So it's, you know what? It's not that too hard of a precedent for me to set. But, um, yeah, I mean, so he's obviously gone. News that Woj broke last week. In advance, that they're allowing Melo's agent to talk trades and talk with teams. So it's between the Heat, Rockets, and Lakers so far. So one of the his banana boat brother ends teams look like the three potential landing spots. Um, I think a lot. I think the consensus is Houston makes the most sense for him as far as winning role in some ways, but. Um, it's just interesting. I think it's first of, of how he gets off the thunder, and then it turns into the decision portion of it. But um, where, Ultra, what do you think he's – where do you think he could go, or where do you think he should go, and where do you think he will go? Where do I think Melo should go? And where do you think he will go? Or do you think, I think they're it's the a same? Lock. I think it's a lock. I think it's a lock for Houston. Um, and it, I think that's where he should go. I mean, they he needs to go somewhere that is incredibly low pressure, that he's going out there and shooting threes, playing lower minutes. But the whole thing, though, is in order for it to work anywhere, he needs to buy into probably come off the bench and probably playing around 24 minutes a game, especially in the regular season, maybe 30 during yeah. the playoffs. 
but like dude there's no harm like you've been in the league for a long time just just go out there and just be like come in fresh hit some threes don't press the issue be smart with your shots this is not Melo's mo by the way well i'm, I'm saying what you're describing it. we we had this conversation a year ago not the not, not the bench portion but that could have played out but like him going to the th- the rockets doesn't feel much different than him being traded to OKC last year no you're right but he does he but he yeah do you think he learned he from still that shot a lot do you think like, last year was his you know the only difference really being is that came from New York star like all that he just wanted to get out of New York comes here situate it just didn't quite work never fit but just going through that experience and kind of being forced into that role and him still trying to I think approach it like he was a top I think he was still in his mind thinking he'd be a top 25 scorer on that team and just be more efficient and it wasn't working well, if I'm Houston, I, you're not signing that guy if he's not coming off the bench. Okay, like, that's on. well, that's what I'm, that's that was gonna say is that that's a hard contention on Houston's point is like this is the role, this is what you're fitting into if you come to us. Plus, I mean, there's the idea that him and D'Antoni last time they were together weren't exactly uh, golfing buddies. Yeah, I think for it's a it's a it would be a fascinating fit. I do think it makes sense, but this doesn't work if if Melo is not kind of changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could he just fucking kick it with uh, kick it with Dwayne Wade in uh, South Beach for a year. That would be cool too. It's just it's he's going to be a disaster down there too. Probably get his minutes though. Yeah, oh, he's going to get plenty of minutes down there. Except, I mean, they're a really deep team, so. Who knows if that? Oh yeah, I guess he eh, he probably would have to come with the bench on that team. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah, no, they're not gonna fuck it with. No, they've got too many. Yeah, no, I said that too quickly. I'm sorry. I think he legitimately. I think he could legitimately start on the Rockets, be like a starter. But yeah, he's playing like 25 minutes. And depending on how he plays, like closing games wise, maybe. Yeah. I don't. That guy needs to embrace the bench, in my opinion. Anyway. Hashtag so, embrace the bench. Hashtag bet on yourself and hashtag embrace the bench. Hashtag feminism. Um, <laughs> some, summer yes. League Roundup. Who's. Uh, who has uh, stood out to you the most so far, Pete? Just a couple guys, a couple teams. I mean, I shouldn't say teams because that doesn't really matter. Wendell like, Carter. Bulls. He's been good. I mean, he doesn't – I mean, everything he's done is is surprised me. I mean, a lot of this is what he's talked about pre-draft. It's kind of – I mean, the the way he's played is the, the – I mean, essentially what he's – what I thought he would be um, – He's super efficient. I think he's, gonna be, he's a modern fucking big, and he's he's more polished than people gave him credit for. Um, granted, some I mean, we have this conversation all this you know, summer league, summer league. Like, I don't project it as like, oh, this was the right pick or this was the wrong pick at this point. But 
He's been impressive. It's always it's just I always look at it as encouraging as a like a simple like step A benchmark if you're a top ten player. So like, are you one of the best players on the court right. in summer league? If yes, I'm like, hmm. All right, hurdle one. Like, there's no red flags. There's, you can't really gain a ton out of it. You, it's more of a reaffirmation of the pick, and then it's like, if guys struggle, that part's kind of a flag. And um, other, I think Jaron Jackson's been pretty awesome as well. Those are probably the two guys I've consumed the most of, and really liked what I've seen. I've seen a lot of Trey Young. It's been yeah. very hit or miss. Yeah, that's, he's been playing. That's his he's model. That's his first much, book. Much, hit or much miss. better the last few games. He's yeah. now still not making a ton of shots. Yeah. But, you know, the only guy that's really had, like, Jaron Jackson, I agree with you. He's been great. Been very consistent. The only guy that really threw him off his game, Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac has been. He looks yeah. like. Josh Hart's been really good. Serious weight. Yeah, Josh Hart should not be playing in summer league. Like that. Well, guy, he's done. I don't think he. I thought that the plan was only having him play no, a couple he's, games. He's playing tonight. Right. Yeah, I was. Uh, wow. <laughs> I saw that uh, the Clippers and Lakers were playing in summer league, and Josh Hart was in there. So. Yeah, bum Bagley got him hurt. out of there. Yeah, might need to trade him. Might. Yeah. Do you see the one-on-one play between Bamba and Bead and? Um, yeah, Jason Tatum. Yeah, they were doing. Yeah, that was cool. It was cool. I feel bad for Jason Tatum. I'm like, you can't expect this fucking guy to be guarding these monsters. This is I don't really know if he's in a stretch forward position next year, Ultra. He's gonna need to learn to get those shots. You know, he can get those shots up off those guys, but well, getting defended by them is one thing. Getting being like defending them one on one is another. I end up switching on them. You know, I mean, they might be. I don't think it hurts him. I mean, I liked it. I was pretty happy. Jason Tatum camp fan club over here was happy to see it. All I know um, is that guy can fucking get buckets. It's oh ridiculous. yes, he can, buddy. Do you? Uh, you got any shoutouts? Um, I had. Oh, I had one that's basketball-ish, but shout out to uh, Martellus Bennett for hooping in the Drew League and getting some buckets. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um. Also, uh, shout out to um the uh. Ooh, where did it go? In my notes. Uh, must have gotten deleted. I had three, and there's just a two with nothing on it. <laughs> um. So. In that case, I will go to shout out number three and see if I can find shout out number two. Is uh, the oh no, I need to stop looking. I thought I thought I could find number two and I couldn't. Um, All right, shout well, out my, number three. Yeah, you geez. just how about you? Oh, I, my my third one though was gonna be the shout out to Gordon Hayward, uh, baby <laughs> announcement. Water. And finding out he's getting a third girl, and he clearly wanted a boy. Yeah, he uh, did not do a very good job of shielding his no his feelings on that. My uh, my shout out is so I just finished season two of Glow, and they got ten uh, Emmy nominations today. So shout out to Glow if you haven't watched that on Netflix, you should. It's great. And that's all I have. Oh, um, the last one I saw, I I found it. 
last one I just had was shout out Anthony Tolliver um, returning to the uh, to your Timberwolves only hoping that someone else replaces Michael Beasley's role in rubbing his knee when he's on the bench yeah you know let's get rid of Belitza and sign a guy with the same skill set that hasn't played for them for the last few years good idea nice job Tibbs Hey, Anthony Tolliver can shoot the three now, man. What do you want? He can't, yeah, oh, he also, can't. shout out pandas. Giant pandas no longer an endangered species. Wow. That is that is worth a shout out. Um, all right, Peach. Well, I hope there's some Kawhi news or something we're talking about in the next week. Otherwise, it might be... More Bulls talk. Might be some more Bulls talk. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. Um can't wait for next year can't wait to some for some more free agency stuff can't wait for more twitter. lebron instagram videos of course check us out on twitter at the point forward nba uh 